Welcome to Australian Women Preach, a podcast that aims to raise women's voices in preaching the gospel. Our intention is to model the church we want to be, inclusive, diverse and welcoming. Brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church and The Grail in Australia. Hello, I'm Amelia Coe Butler. I'm speaking about Mark 4, 26 to 34, for the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The title of this reflection is Lessons from the Land. I was born and grew up in Sydney. I'm an ABC, Australian born half Chinese woman. I did not grow up Christian, but came to faith when attending a church school and being exposed to the gospel through the sharing and friendship of fellow students and prayerful teachers. I learned about God and faith in Jesus at school. I did not go to church regularly until I was in high school, but when I did go, there were evening services, so I didn't experience the peculiarities of Sunday morning worship until I was in my early 20s. Not having been embedded in church-centric Christian faith, I understood discipleship to be about following the one who tells us the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here, within reach. It's what we are meant to be involved with. The kingdom of God is the focal point for a large proportion of Jesus' parables. Jesus didn't really talk so much about church other than to tell Peter he would be a cornerstone. On the other hand, Jesus never seemed to stop talking about the kingdom. When I eventually started going to church regularly, I found that church people often conflated the two. The coming of the kingdom surely implies the growth of the church. But I was left with the question, is church and kingdom meant to be understood as the same thing? I was beginning to sense that God was bigger than church and bigger than our imaginations. I remember the first conversations I had about eco-theology, which didn't have a name back then. We were participating in the Clean Up Australia Day as school children and in youth groups. Even then, we were talking about the importance of caring for God's creation as faithful stewards in the face of pollution. We talked about being caretakers of God's garden. I had become aware of what was known then as general revelation. This was the idea that God is revealed in nature. The heavens are telling the glory of God and their expanse declared the work of his hands, according to Psalm 19, verse 1. If God is revealed in the heavens and in the stories of nature, I had to stop thinking faith was only about personal sin and personal salvation. God is revealed in the baby and the old woman and in lovers and in acts of justice and mercy. But God and God's purposes are also revealed in the oceans and the sunrise and the ways seed scatters and grows. As a seeker of faith and a disciple of Jesus, I had to become more aware of God's creation in order to appreciate what sacred truths 
are being revealed. In my early years, I experienced evangelism and introduction to Christian faith as follows. General revelation presents us with the challenge to know God. Personal salvation is the goal of evangelism. As the discipline of ecotheology has opened up, we start to see both the glory of God in creation and the consequences of sin in the destruction and abuse of creation. By the 1990s, theologians and missional leaders talked of a core aspect of mission being to treasure God's creation. Note, this is more than simply enjoying the garden and keeping it nice. In 2003, I became involved in Christian education in rural and remote areas. I started to learn about the bush and about how farmers and pastoralists understood the land. Staying on properties and travelling around 65,000 kilometres a year meant my worldview was changing. I no longer saw houses in the same way. I could see the dirt on which they were built. With the desire to assess, would this be a good place for growing food? Teaching Bible stories across rural and regional areas, I became a learner. Farmers heard the stories of Jesus and explained so many details I missed in my city-centred readings. Listen to Mark 4, verse 28. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. I'd never paid much attention to how a grain grew before. But I remember this verse. I remember the tears rolling down the face of a proud farmer. It was around the ninth year of drought, and there had been some rain, just enough that the stalks of wheat and barley grew. There was tall growth, and the heads formed up. But when the time was approaching to harvest, the farmer pulled a sample stalk. He pressed the head to feel the grain, and it simply disintegrated with no substance to hold it together. Inside the head, there was no grain. There hadn't been enough water to form the grains properly. His entire field of tall stalks of good-looking wheat was nothing more than dry stalks, not even worth harvesting. The earth does indeed produce of itself. And if the earth is too dry or undernourished or depleted, the product will be depleted barren husks. The farmers are not to blame for lack of rain or bad luck. They did not plan for drought or floods or locusts or mice. Their job is to scatter the seeds and then give it time. A good farmer will pay attention to the quality of the soil and its preparation to give the seeds the best chance to grow. When we read a parable like this, urban thinkers are quick to jump to the metaphorical. We imagine the seed to be like us. Are we nourished in faith and growing full and rich, prepared to flourish and be part of the harvest? Are we part of a system of discipleship, growing communities of faith who will seed the next generation of believers? Are we well nourished? If we think of the kingdom of God, 
or the kingdom of heaven as people who follow Jesus, then this is certainly a valid interpretation. But should we stop there? Treasuring involves deep appreciation and attention, devotion and delight. Treasuring God's creation brings us into awe and wonder that places God at the centre of all life. Suddenly, salvation is no longer about me, nor is it just about you, nor is it just about us. Christianity is no longer anthropocentric, centred on human salvation. Rather, Jesus is the centre of all creation and all reconciliation, human and all other beings, heaven and earth, and all the other things beyond our knowing and understanding. I don't think this is about either human or creation, black and white thinking, or dualism. Dualism has often been the enemy of deeper integrated thinking. Rather, Humanity is part of the creation that needs reconciling. The centre of the story is God and God's purposes. Our place is relative to God rather than God existing to satisfy our needs. When the farmer hears the parable and goes to her field and breaks off a stalk and examines the head to see if the grain inside is but a husk or is full of rich life, the farmer notes that the parable is operating on multiple levels, both the metaphorical and the present, literal, physical, descriptive functions. God gives and enables life to my soul, to my spirit, to you, to us, and God gives and enables life to every seed that grows. God gives the energy and power to every star that lights up the sky. God's breath is the breath that causes birds to sing. And the farmer will tell us, the mustard seed does not need to be sown by us, for mustard, once present, will self-sow, spreading and spreading beyond our control. Farmers know it as a noxious weed. Whatever they try to do to get rid of it, it will take hold. It is unstoppable, much like the spread of the gospel and the faith. Whenever I have seen the mustard seed parable told among farmers, they all laugh. It is a farmer dad joke. I've heard a farmer preach on the passage saying only this. Don't waste your time trying to control the gospel. Nothing can stop the love of God. Nothing can stop the spread of God's love. Many of us may have some time this weekend to take a walk in nature, or at least tend to a pot plant on a balcony. Perhaps we should stop and look and listen to the land. Perhaps we should contemplate the life of God surrounding us. And then perhaps we can centre ourselves on God instead of expecting God to centre God's self on us. You have been listening to Australian Women Preach, brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church, and The Grail in Australia. 
You can find out more about WATAC at WATAC, W-A-T-A-C, and The Grail at grailaustralia.org.au. The music in this podcast is from the song Truth, from the album Into Silence, by songwriter, musician, theologian and teacher Danielle Ann Lynch. You can hear the full version on Spotify. Spotify.